This. This is, this is diversified, diversified, diversified game, game, game. game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, I got a special one. I got a youngster, but he's not going to be young forever, and his business is growing, so it's not going to be, you know, it's going to be an old business soon, especially when he hits the marks, that money, something about it, about money makes your business just seem old. It starts getting a cane because you got so much on your back. But I got John Kent of the JK Show, and he's going to give us the game on how, as a youngster, he got into radio and podcasting, as well as his mask business, especially for those of us who are local in the area. John, welcome to the show. How you doing? Good. How about you? Man, all is good. All is blessed. I really want to know, as tell the people how young you are and how old you were when you first started getting into business. I am 17 years old, and I've been into business since I was, like, 15. Wow. Wow. What got you started? Uh, Originally, my mom, she had got me started, but when COVID started coming in, that's when I really started to really go ahead. Get Get it going. Now, I know, and you guys have seen his mom on a previous show, Marion. And she was giving us the game, not just on how to fix your credit, but also talking about her nail business. And I told you then, she grinds, and she grinds all the time. So it only makes sense that she has a son that grinds. Now, was it a natural thing where you saw her and you're like, I want to have a business? Or was she like, think of a business, think of a business? Because that's how I am with my kids. You see how little they are. But I'm like, think of a business, think of a business. Oh, no, that was just a natural instinct that just came to mind. Okay. And there's nothing like having your own money and being able to, you know, especially when you're 17, about to be 18, about to be grown, already think you're grown. I already know how it is. It was only a few years ago, people. I was, you know, 17. I say a few, like like a decade or two. But like, give us that. How did you start? Where did you get the first, you know, capital to start? Because a lot of young people will say, well, I'm broke. I don't have any money. Well, the first thing I started to do, I had got a job when I was 15. I started working at Publix. That's where I first started. And then from there, I just started continuing my business and expanded from there. Okay. Now, Publix, you were doing how many hours a week? Um, It depends on the day. Sometimes I manage 12 hours from that one week. Sometimes it might be more. It just depends. Okay. That showed you kind of a structure, you know, making sure you come on time, just like school. But what's the different feeling that you get from having to go to Publix to saying, wait, hold on. It could be one o'clock in the morning and I can work on my business. Like, what's the different feeling? The different feeling is I don't have someone, you know, looking over my shoulder, always asking, you know, did you do this? Did you do that? I don't have that no more. It's just basically me. I get to get up and do when I want to do it. Okay, I'm 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 kind of crazy, and I've had a lot of jobs, and I've been fired from a lot of jobs, but I have not from in like clients. We're good, and we can keep them, retain them. I hate that over the shoulder looking, like and people just looking at you and bugging you you're trying to go for break and people hey hey where's this i mean did that at all push you to say i gotta do something more than public 
Yeah, because there was one time when my manager, he had told me, don't answer any questions when you're finna go to break. Just go straight to break. And people just kept asking me, and I have to keep saying, I'm on break. I can't answer this. I'm on break. So it was, like, really annoying every time it got close to being break time. But if you, especially in the day of phones, and somebody's asking you a question and you're trying to go on break, your manager says, don't ask. But the customer is like, hold on, you're an employee. You got to help me at all times if I see you. So did that ever cause any issues? Uh, no, not really, because some of, some of them, they understood. And some of them, they really didn't. So it just was a mixture. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I ran into clients who said, okay, no, don't worry about it. I'll find somebody else. Some of them, they'll get mad and probably go to my manager. But throughout the end, I got through it. Okay. This is why I say for jobs, it's hard to be a good employee because you can't, like Jesus, you can't please everybody and that they'll go to your manager, even though your manager said this, he then has to act like the customer is right and say, okay, I'm going to talk to that person. But you probably see regulars all the time and you might've had a friend, you know, and now you don't have a friend because you're like, I can't talk to you because my manager says, I mean, to me, that's just crazy. Yeah, it really is because there was one time when I was going out getting carts for Publix and I was still getting into trouble. And like you would see somebody walking by the same person with their uniform on and everything, walking by with a cell phone in their hand, but I'll get in trouble. Mm, so, yeah. How did you deal with that? How did I deal with it? I just tried to like stay away from that person, like stay away from that person as much as I could. So I wouldn't get in as much trouble. But like for some of my managers, they just didn't like me at all. Okay. And you're going to have that at every job, no matter where you go. You go to Timbuktu, you're going to have that bad manager because this is their first time having power or their only time having power in life. Yeah. And they're and this they gotta, you know, push that on someone. At home, they might be getting beat up in the head by their wife or something. <laughs> but here they're the king of the castle or she's the king queen of the castle. So that pushed you. So you did the radio. I need to know how did you, you know, get into the radio? Why radio? Why podcasting and all that? Why I got into like radio and podcasting and all that was one, I wanted to give people some knowledge on different things like stocks and uh, properties and different things like that that's one reason why i started to do it another reason why is because it just i just seen like people do it and i did it one time like it was no different from just going onto a stage and talking to a million people okay that was just my point on looking at it Okay, so you say on a stage now is public speaking. Do you see yourself like like Les Brown, one of the most famous public speakers, or Tony Robbins? Do you see yourself actually also doing that later on? I mean, you're 17. Um, maybe I could I could see myself doing it because then again, my mom she is a breast cancer speaker, so I've been on different I've been to different places. I've been on multiple stages talking to people, so. Yeah, could it be something I do later on in the future? Yeah. Okay. And how did you get comfortable talking on these stages? Many people, even in you see in high school, people don't want to public speak. They're like, nah, nah, I'm scared. 
um, one of my drama teachers, his name is Mr. K. We called him Mr. K. His name is Mr. Uh, Fowl. And he was my drama teacher. So he seen me and he kept pushing me to like keep going at it. So he really helped me out with more of the public speaking part. Because when I would go into this class, it would be like the first people who pick out would be me and somebody else. It was always me to be first. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he definitely helped me out with that. Okay, so are you big into drama as well? Uh, It wasn't so much as drama. It was so much as, like, that building that courage aspect. Okay. And have you done some plays? Uh, For my school, yeah. Mm-hmm. I also played, like, the drums for my school, so I also did that. Like, I was doing stuff for my school a lot. Okay, you got a, a couple, uh, not a couple, but a few talents. I mean, you, you go from radio, talk, I'm going to build my mask, too. I'm, I'm going to play the drums, then I'm going to go to football practice. And basketball practice. I used to play, <laughs> I played football, basketball, baseball. I, I'm well-rounded around a lot of sports. So. Okay, is there any day in the week that you have off that you're not doing something? Um, one important thing that my mom taught me is if you're not busy, then what are you doing? <laughs> so that's one thing you just got to make sure I'm always busy 24%. If it's not helping with my grandma is doing something different, going, you know, playing basketball, doing something. I, I'm always active. Always doing, man. So you're not in trouble. You don't have anybody pregnant. You know, because you're always doing something. Y'all get your kids involved in stuff early. Um, I mean, that's anything else? You're doing judo, jiu-jitsu, anything? I used to do actually uh, taekwondo. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so you, you stay you stay in it. My, my little ones um, before COVID would do jiu-jitsu because it's the only martial art. You can be on your back. I think the women on their back, you can get somebody off offer the attack and we grew up just fighting so you have to do something you gotta you know box you gotta do something just be active (laughs) all around yeah now how do you organize your your schedule i mean you're 17 now so i'm gonna say you're a a man young man but you're a man so you can you know take the bus if need be but doing all these things like how do you get the support and the finances to make you know everything happen well one how I get from like that one place to another place is I actually have my own car. So okay. I can drive to that certain place and drive from that place. And how I get the finances for it is uh, one from my mask because you have to have multiple trim streams of income. So one, one stream is masses. Another stream is investing. Another stream is this. So mm-hmm. I'm always, you know, finding a new way to like expand my money. Okay. Okay. And you guys might've saw, I was shocked when he said I have my own car because I I started driving at 16, but you got this baby face where I'm just my age. I'm like, Like, when I see y'all, I'm like, who's this baby driving? Like, you know, is that the Tesla? Is it driving itself? You know? So yeah. So you, you drive and, and you pay your own insurance and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, me and my mom, because, you know, for legal reasons, we have to be on the same insurance. So, yeah, I do pay her and we pay it together. Okay, it just helps you with the Responsibility Act. Yeah, man, I, man, 
driving. I don't want to drive anymore. I'm ready to just be chauffeured around. And I don't trust the Tesla, though. The Tesla kind of have you. I don't know if you got to go behind one of those, but it's kind of crazy to me. They get too close to the other cars. Like if you're someone else is driving and you might think, hey, mom, you're too close. You get that type of feeling. So it's just a crazy feeling. They got to work some kinks out where we can be separated. But no, I, I love this, um, this talk. Now with getting this money, how do you manage it? Because it's so easy at your age to say, man, I want to go get a pinky ring or I want to go get a, you know, $40 hat, whatnot, which just costs way too much. Uh, how I just manage it yeah. is, um, first I'll go and I'll say, okay, do I need it? Do I really need it or do I just want it? So I just put it in those categories. Like I need insurance. So, okay, I'm going to pay that. I need a haircut. Okay, I'm going to pay that. But if I want, you know, Jordans, that's just something I want. That doesn't necessarily mean I have to have it. Mm-hmm. So I just basically like figure out if I need it or want it. Okay. I mean, in Jordans, I mean, you, you're a creative. I always think before I go buy, nothing against Jordan or any brand thing, but I like having my own stuff. So I like going like, even if it's on Printful or Teespring, just creating my own shirts. When I go to Africa, I'm always picking up shirts like for two or three dollars. So I got a closet worth of African wear that cost me maybe 200 bucks at most. And so that's what I like to do because I've had all the name brands and it didn't do anything for me. Like no one came and rained money on me so I could go buy more. So do you value name brand stuff and Jordans and like stuff like that? Me personally, uh, some things I might value, some things I don't like. Jordans, I don't really value it because they're always going to be coming out with the next Jordan. Or like Supreme, they're always going to be coming out with something new. Like, um, but not really. Okay. and, And you know, I watch shows like Blackish. I'm sure you you know Blackish. Anthony Anderson, every show was in a clean shirt. But if you look up the shirt, it's like an $800 shirt. You're like, my gosh. Yeah. But, but somebody in Africa might get that shirt recycled, you know, when they give stuff away. And, or not even just Africa, Asia, everywhere. And they'll be wearing an $800 shirt. Nobody would care if it was 800 or if it was knockoff. It, uh-huh. The rest of the world doesn't care. So... With, I'm just trying to get from a 17-year-old perspective, does that stuff even matter? Because I think we're all going to go back to shopping at thrift shops like it used to be and putting stuff together. No, not really. I don't really don't care too much for, like, name brand things. Like some things I just figure out by myself, like, if I already have – I have jeans, okay, I'm going to figure out what I can wear with these jeans. So I'm always figuring out different outfits. Mm-hmm. So – I'm well-rounded with like, okay, I got these shoes. Let me see what I can put with you. Mm-hmm. So now when you had started your mask business, I assume you're making all your masks yourself. I actually have a person who's, uh, I have a vendor. Okay. And me and him have a, like a good partnership together. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So he, he just, he's a vendor, he's designing, making whatnot. And, yeah. and you're Okay. Because I was figuring you had all the talents. And, like, yeah, I learned how to sew at, you know, three. And I put them Oh, together. no, I'm actually learning how to sew from my auntie. Okay, okay. Yeah. See. I also work for my auntie on the weekend. She cooks at my grandma's house. Mm-hmm. And she sells dinners. Uh, 
and I do that on the weekend. Like she say, oh, I have a delivery. Okay, I'll go do a delivery and I'll come back, give her the money and I'll get paid. Okay. For doing some delivery. Man, so you got your own Uber Eats type deal going on. Basically, yeah. Okay, man. Because you- I tried to do Uber Eats and they said you need to have like a a car from 2000 and up. Mm-mm. And my car's not 2000 and up. Okay, but they would let a 17 year old work for Uber Eats. Okay, I did not. Oh, well, that that's kind of that's kind of cool. That's, man, well, I guess then the only other way around that is if you say I'm gonna rent a car like on the weekends yeah. to do it, and if it would make as much money, so I can get a car for maybe 60 bucks for the weekend or something like that, but I could make 500 to a thousand. I mean, I've heard people making crazy amounts of money. It could work like that. Then when you make that money, that's when you'd want to stun and say, let me rent the Tesla. Let me rent the Mercedes yeah. off like the Turo app or something just to see how it feels. But again, being 17, that would be hard. But me for like uh, Mercedes, I wouldn't really want a Mercedes because one, my mom has it and doesn't really have things that I would like. Okay. One, it's like too small because like I'm long. Mm-hmm. So... I would have to like put the seat back and stuff like that. So I would just have to like get uh, a car that's works multiple for me. Like I'm long. Okay. I, I might have to bring passengers. Like, yeah, I'm thinking of multiple things. Yeah. You, th- you think about, hold on. I got a, a taxi service possibly with my friends, <laughs> $5 rides to get from school to, you know, wherever yeah. you're going type. Yeah, and also because I have my nieces, so I might have to one day go pick them up, and I won't have the space. So okay, I'm thinking of multiple things. Too. So you need like a van or a conversion van, put the TVs in it, or, or I don't know, something. Dodge Charger. Yeah, okay, do- yeah, but then you don't have a lot of space though. Dodge Chargers, they're actually pretty like they have pretty good space in the back okay because okay. i've been i've been in one mm-hmm. my uncle he has a dodge charger that's my dream car dodge charger is my dream car so that's what i'm gonna get one day that's my dream car. okay and it'll be one day soon and, and and like you said about the mercedes once you get the car it's like okay whatever car it is like okay i get used to it yeah you just lose the the value or what it would what you thought it was going to be and that's why I, I've talked to so many people, but I find it funny with entrepreneurs who maybe they're making half a million, right? And maybe even a million, let's say, but then they go buy a half a million dollar car. And it's like, that car isn't going to do what you think it's going to do. Like you could rent that off Turo, you know, if you're of age and, and they allow you and take it out to stunt and then bring it back because the car, every car loses its flair. There's no car like, well, I'm in this car for you know two yeah. years yeah and then then again that's just like shoes and uh clothes they're just gonna make a new one and then people are gonna go crazy about it that and that's why having i think having your own custom stuff or the stuff that i pick out when i'm on the streets like when i'm in africa to me it's art and so i'm like this is an art piece more than anything and so unless it's my can you guys see i don't know if you see i had to match it with my hat because i got the hat what not because you know i was feeling openish uh that's that's where i'm from but um no that this is this is beautiful all these businesses what does your calendar look like in your phone like are you using just a regular calendar are you on slack like how are you organizing uh i actually have my like my own appointment book Mm -hmm. so i'll put okay this i need to put for the 19th okay i put it there 
that same day so I can remember. And then I'll also do like a time slot. So, okay, this from 9.30 to 11. Then I'll be like, oh, I can't do it. I'm already have that time out. And then I'll say, what what time of work? Like from 12 to that time, because I also have to get back. Okay. So you're old school. You're not even doing it on the phone. It's all in your book. Yeah, I like, they say it's better. You remember more when you write it down. Yeah, definitely. And the scriptures say, write the vision down and make it plain. I And I like to do both. I just know this phone, it just dings. Yeah, Ding. yeah. It dings. Okay, in 15 minutes, I got to be here. Whatever I'm doing, I'm going to have to drop it. And it just helps me. Um, so I have to do, I have to do both. Because being on time is something that just, it drives me crazy. Yeah, that too. Because you also have to be there on that time. Because some people, they don't like to be saying they're waiting. And some people, they'll just think about, oh, okay, he might be stuck in traffic. So you also got to think about the client that you're doing or working. Now, you're going to graduate. What's the plan after graduation? Uh, going to the military. Okay, what branch? Uh, the Marine Corps. Okay. Oh, man, you want to be a real killer. Okay. <laughs> tell, tell me what, what motivated you to do that? Uh, so most of my family that actually comes from the military, like my uncle, he was in the army. Like the other side of my family, they're in the army. They were in the, they were either in or were in the army. Mm. So that's just something I wanted to do. I just wanted to keep the legs you know. Oh man, no, that's awesome. I had to sit up straight when you said that because you know, Marine, they, they got to be like the boards, whatnot, and <laughs> just, just real, real tight with it. So, how many years do you see yourself doing that? Uh, probably four, if if not four, probably more. Okay, it, and is it a okay going to the Marine Corps and continue school or just focus on the Marine Corps and maybe just focus on business? Um, mostly I want to try to connect, like have both in a way, but I know I can only pick like really only one. So I'm probably just going to pick like the Marine Corps in my business. And like, after I get out the Marine Corps and everything, mm -hmm. I'll probably like try to do business in school. Then. Okay. I mean, school will always be there. Marine Corps, military, they're going to take care of, you know, what you need to. But maybe if they station you somewhere, and I've had friends do that, have been on, like, ships for six months. So, like, look, I'm just going to be, you know, in my off time. I don't want to hang out on the ship, get in trouble in the ship, get off, get in trouble off the ship. I'm just going to do my schooling. And, and the same thing with the oil field. And that's what I always push to young folks. And they say, unlike you, that when they don't know what they want to do, I say, why don't you look at going in the oil field? Because we would make minimum $10,000 a month in the oil field working two weeks on, two weeks off type deal. And it would just make sense. And you could still go to school if you wanted to. I kind of wish I did it like that, but I can't because I would not have met my, my wife. So I'm like, I had to go through this journey to get where I'm now. But if I had to tell someone else, I'm like the oil field, that money, you got 24 year olds do, who've been doing six figures for, you know, five, six mm -hmm. years yeah. where you got college students who are going broke, taking out all the loans. And I did that. We're paying them back still to this day, um, you know, quickly. We're paying them back quickly. But it was a lot. It's a lot of money to get certain education and 
be called, you know, studious or whatnot. So I love that at least you have a plan to do the, the military. Now, if you could pick, where would you want to go? Like your first station? My first station, I'll probably go to Vietnam. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Or if I could pick another place, I'd rather pick like probably Japan. Okay. Go over Japan. Okay. What about Asia is making you say, I want to go check out Asia? Because they have like their culture is like different from here. Mm-hmm. Plus, I would just like to like travel around to see different places. Okay. And have you been able to, I mean, it's COVID now, but prior, have you been able to do a lot of traveling in the state, out of the state, maybe out of the country? Um, I mean, I did go to like Las Vegas. Um, I was going to go to New York, but COVID had came. But before that, I was just getting ready to actually play my spring football game. Okay. And then all of that just went down and just left. Now, this is Florida. I, I, I grew up in California in the Bay Area, and we, I mean, football allowed me even then to travel to Oregon. We got to go to, you know, different places, and, and I'm like, you know, I, football, even at that level, and this is Florida, where football is even more at a different level. So, do you guys travel, like, across the state, any out of the state? I mean, when I, when... I was playing in like middle school. We didn't like travel like cross state and nothing like that. We just like travel from like here to maybe Point St. Lucie or to Broward County to like play a team and then come back. Okay. That same day. For um, high school football, it's kind of like the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like you travel to that certain place. Like we might play American Heritage that day. We go to that American Heritage field play the game and then we come back to our home to our school okay okay I'm, I'm trying to walk on to bell glade real quick and just show them you know play with some uh future nfl players down there and, and see see if i still got it but now that that's that's awesome how you know with all the success that you are going to have in the future how are you planning to like have a community give back? What do you want that community give back that you'll do in the future? Or maybe you're doing one even now. Um, what I'm planning to do is having like two different like companies slash campaigns. Like one campaign is going to be like to help homeless people, like to get off the streets or like to, if they're addicted to like drugs and stuff to help them get off drugs and help them get a job and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And like my second campaign or organization, whatever you want to call it, is going to be like to help kids who like really didn't have like a father figure or a dad. Because mm-hmm. that's something I like, I really haven't had a dad or anything. So that's something I would just like a mentorship program. basically. Okay. No, that that's, that's dope. And there's so many opportunities. And if you ever want to look in opportunities here, we've had, you see my wristband, from Ricky Atkins, Hope Dealer, um, and he has, you know, a, a whole team of youth, and he's been in the paper, as well as we've had others, um, and the name is going to slip me, but he has a, a great beard, whatnot, and he has a, a nonprofit as well, so there's plenty of people. Um, 
I'll send you some info and those guys are both, you know, hooking up the kids and, and making sure that they're doing their part. I've done that from different states and even created programs. When you look into doing that, don't just look into it just in the help. Look at it in also the monetary, because what happens is for those of us who come in naive and you're thinking you're just helping, helping. I'm taking, you know, kids that are drug addicts and bringing them to the games, jogging at them, jogging with them at, you know, 530 in the morning. But what happens is you'll hear the powers that be say we can't do that because it's outside of our funding. Well, I don't need your money. Okay, but we could actually not get funding if we do it like you're saying. So what you have to do for someone who really wants to help is say, I have to learn. They call them RFPs, requests for proposals. I have to learn how to write these things so I can shape wherever the funding is coming from. So I'm not being told what I can and cannot do because that's how they they, they trap those who really want to do the work. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, you know, I, I could go on and on about that for, for days, y'all. Y'all hear me talk about these, these things because I've had so many experiences. And it's like, if you really want to help you, we, we got we to gotta control. It's like the artists when they want to be artists, but they really have to learn how to be a label. If not, you're going to have Sony and Universal tell you, no, can't make that song, can't put it out. Hey, little Wayne, we're going to shelf you until, you know, your label and we all get this stuff together where like, yeah. Wayne should have, should have been, you know, more on his grind. He's done this such, such a long time, but I, I like that. And, you know, do not think because of your youth, you can't help now because a lot of folks are like, man, you got a first, no, you can help now. And you might even come out with an app, you know, uh, information your daddy should have told you or what your daddy should have told you. I'm always saying that. Because I, I, I think that, too, I had a father, but he wasn't my biological father. And it was very obvious that he wasn't. And I'm glad that I had him. I didn't miss out on anything, but I see the difference between some of my family members who did. So that's a very it's a crucial thing and a crucial step. And I'm glad that you had a good, great mother like I had a great mother um, who also she battled cancer for ever see you know just years and years and i'm just happy that you know your mom she bounced back and she's still just in her grind in yeah. her purpose and yeah she's just you know she, she she's going you know you guys watch that interview go back and check out the marion interview i don't want to give you a game overload but is there anything you want to shout out or you know a touch upon that i did not touch yet uh no i think you really touched like the main aspect Okay, okay. I would touch him and say, you guys, how much money is he paying to the IRS? But we'll talk about that <laughs> off air because I don't want you bothering him saying, hey, can we get a loan? Uh, you know, especially you young ladies out there that are trying to look for a sponsor. So you guys like, share, subscribe, do all that good stuff. You've been blessed with the game where we show how entrepreneurs start it, sustain, and succeed in business. Links will be in the description box. Peace. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversify Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. 
Be sure to visit DiversifyGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.